Hello and welcome to another episode of Armchair Opinions. Armchair Opinions is a blog where qualified philosophers answer questions asked by non-philosophers. Here on the podcast, we take a closer look at some of those answers. My name is Alex Impey. I am joined by armchair philosophers Carl Messenger. Hello. James Brown. Howdy. And our guest today, Kamila Kvapinska. Hello. Camilla is a PhD candidate in political and social thought at the University of Kent, researching modern Western cosmologies and approaches to organicism. Under the microscope today is Camilla's opinion about why the things we love hurt us the most, written in response to a question from Jessel Panchel. Thank you, Jessel. So, Camilla, talk us through your opinion. Yeah, sure. So, um... You know, the first thing that came to my mind was that actually Jessal asked about love towards objects. And I thought, wow, that's really specific. You know, that's sort of different loving relationship that we have to humans. And then what came to my mind was um, Bernard Stiegler's thought. He's a philosopher of technology and he he critiques capitalism. And I thought, okay, this love towards objects is actually very specific to capitalism and our lives, you know, to some extent conditioned by advertisements and branding and marketing and so on. Mm. So Stigler in his thought, he said, actually, we're trapped in the loops of desire and consuming objects and, and products. So in in the capitalistic economy, which is drive-based, this loving of objects is really, it's everywhere. And we all have to some extent problem with it, mm. with loving objects and excessive consumerism. So how these loops of desire and fulfillment works is that there's this desire, this force of desires that precedes falling in love, but then we're being conditioned into being obsessed about objects through falling in love with them. So then we consume, we feel lack, we desire it again, we consume, we feel lack, we desire, and we consume more and more. And this is how consumerism and excessive consumption is actually one of the basic characteristics of capitalism. And why, why is this a problem? Why you know, loving objects that leads to excessive use is a problem. And again, Stigler uses a figure of pharmacon. And this figure is as old as ancient Greece. Basically, I think I'm not mistaken to say that Plato was the first to use it. And, and he used this figure of pharmacon to describe technology. And maybe for him, it was more techne. And he said that writing actually, is in a way poisonous because all of a sudden in ancient Greece, people started to write Mm. and they start to remember less things in their minds. And now we can say it nowadays about all different kinds of technologies like GPS making us not reading maps as good or calculators we can't really count in our minds anymore as well as we used to. And um, yeah, Giselle's example, she said, um, she asked about wine. Mm. So the same rule applies. Um, Glass of wine, good for digestion. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bottle of wine, yeah, bad for memory. (laughs) Bottle of wine, you know, headache (laughs) and and poisonous. And actually, how do we know pharmacology the most? We know it just from pharmacological treatment, right? So small doses of the same substance is a cure and in big amounts is a poison. And this figure of pharmacon can apply to everything. Um, It can apply to food, which in excess causes obesity and and all of the other essentials, really. You can't breathe too much of pure oxygen. That's going to make you lightheaded and you can faint. And it's not good for planet Earth either. It it would cause fire, basically, if there will be a tiny biggest percentage of of oxygen uh, in the atmosphere. So um, again, back to back to desiring objects, um, we can see that we have to do something to stop consuming in excess. 
And Stigler makes this distinction between drive and desire. So he says economy is drive-based. So it only we only consume, but we do not care. So he says the real love, it should be focused and, and based on care and knowledge rather than just fulfilling the desire of consumption. So, Camilla, in your opinion, you argue that the things we love hurt us because the things we love are things we tend to use to excess. I love coffee, for instance, so I tend to drink too much of it, and too much coffee can indeed hurt me. Dizziness, shakiness, headaches, we've all been there at 3am. I think (laughs) that your explanation makes perfect sense. But the original question was not just why the things we love hurt us, but why they hurt us the most. So, with that in mind, I have two questions for you. First, do you think that that is true? Do you think that the things we love hurt us the most, more than anything else? And second, why would anyone think that? It seems like a reasonable idea, right? But what is it about love that makes things so hazardous, or at least seem so hazardous? Following your explanation, is it because the things we love are the things we tend to use to the greatest excess? Is that why they hurt us the most? Or is something else to blame here? What do you think? Yeah, I I was thinking, um, this question made me think about love in general. And, um, okay, I answered about loving objects and why objects hurt us. And it was sort of based on, it's not objects that hurt us, it's more that we as humans hurt ourselves with objects. Um, but I think this question comes from more from sort of um, our cultural perception of love and we are being um, told by Hollywood stories that love is tragic and you have all of these sort of um, love stories like Romeo and Juliet, yeah. <laughs> both dead by the end of the story. <laughs> Spoilers. And, and spoilers. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count because it literally says at the start of Romeo and Juliet, doesn't it? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I spoiled the first page as well. Oh, no. Might as well not bother now. <laughs> yeah, so so it's just the sort of um, romantic love that, that mm. we think must be tragic in a way. Mm. And I think this question comes from the fact that we're being told all of these stories. And, and then we have um, God, who's Christian God. I don't, I don't really know much about other religions, but Christian's God's superpower is love, let's say. Yeah. All right. So we're being told, oh, this is such a powerful thing. It must be, you know, something that can hurt us the most mm. because we give it such a divine transformative experience and the main source of happiness in life. And we tell ourselves all of these stories about how powerful love is. Mm -hmm. So I think this is uh, where this question is coming from. Um, If you ask if it's only excess, I would say also a a lack of thereof. Yeah. If Uh if in all of these stories, um, what eventually drives these people mad or sad is actually... Mm -hmm not being able to fulfill the desire mm. to meet the loved one, to be with the loved one. That's so it's both it's the lack and the excess in a way. Mm. But then with objects, yeah, to what extent do we really, <laughs> do we really need these things? Like I, I'm not gonna actually feel a lack of not having certain type of trousers mm. that I'm being told I love this season. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i thought that perhaps um it may have something to do with the fact that when we love something we tend to identify quite strongly with it so mm. and given the fact that it's external to ourselves we're almost um outsourcing our identity in a way which makes us more vulnerable i mean it wouldn't necessarily have to be a person like i kind of thought of um uh, people who support football teams zealously when their 
team loses, they often feel like physically wounded. And I think that's perhaps because they identify so strongly with that team. So much of their identity hinges on the performance of that team that when they lose, it's very painful, you know. Uh, I didn't, so I thought that perhaps that aspect of love might play a role here. Yeah, I, I mean, in in some in some strange way, you know, um, having a trust in your football team mm. is very similar to having a trust in your loved one, or yeah. I don't know if you're religious in God, and and it's true that it sort of breaks if it doesn't go right. Or, or generally, if if there is a loving relationship, it hurts more than if we didn't don't care. But that would seem to me that if we go back to like the loving of, um, say, objects, you know, wine or whatever, that to me seems a different thing, right? Than the love of a football team or the love of, mm. or you know, even you know, God's superpower type of love. It seems different to the other kind of love. Which it seems to just be synonymous with desire. It's just wanting to repeat things, like okay. a glass of wine. Just wanting to repeat it like fifteen times in an evening. So, <laughs> what would you What would you say the difference was, Carl, between the the two cases? I don't know. Well, I don't know if there is anything different. I'm just saying that okay. the way we're describing it, it seems to me okay. that, that okay. we were talking. You're talking about a football team, that kind yeah. of love. But I think, well, that's that's fair enough. But that is a completely different thing. Than, than, okay. than these other kinds of love. Even uh, physical infatuation with a person, I think, is more similar to mm. the love of a glass of wine than That's interesting. God's yeah. superpower love, which <laughs> I think is closer to my relationship with Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> so so which, which is the omnipotent entity in that relationship, Carl? Is it Manchester United? You, or God, it's certainly not me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the beard. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. know what you mean, and I think maybe it's um, you know with objects, um, it's we don't really create a bond, whereas yeah. with other like with Manchester United or mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm certain you have a bond with them if you follow them for a certain period of time, and it's the same with a loved person or you know I, th- I think it's this bond and, and building a relationship yeah. and investing in a really long term sort of emotionally rather than just uh, being focused on this you know very shallow consumption and and just being satisfied here and now yeah and then mm. just replacing it with another thing it mm. is that i mean i'm trying to think of things like um say a, a very old object say if there's you know some something that you've you've owned for a long time say a teddy bear or a piano or something like this, something that isn't necessarily replaced all the time, is that loved in a different way to the glass of wine, the bar of chocolate, the this season's trousers, you know, these kind of things. Are they? Is, is there something transient about one type of love which somehow makes it lesser and is different to the kinds of love that we're talking about where uh, there's a superior form of love, which is, you know, God, Manchester United, uh, your wife or husband, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. And and yeah. um, possessions which have some kind of deeper meaning as opposed to just yeah. this season's trousers. For sure. And, and, and I, I think I, I mentioned um, a few minutes ago, you know, care and knowledge. And, and right. I think this is what comes at stake here. Yeah. That if we're having something for a very long time, most probably we care for it. We don't throw yeah. it away, yeah. and 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 we have a certain knowledge about it. We build a sentiment, right? Yeah, etc. I was listening to another podcast uh, recently, and they were talking about um, traitor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apologies. It was uh, revisionist history, Malcolm Gladwell's new series. But he was talking about um, how um, hoarders hoard because they associate. Mm certain memories with certain objects mm. and they feel that if they lose the object they lose the memory and thereby lose something of themselves so i was reminded of that when you mentioned about the teddy bear car like maybe we mm. associate even childhood memories with with uh, with a with a cuddly toy and we'd feel like we'd be losing a great deal if we suddenly lost the teddy bear you know? mm. i absolutely love this example because this mm. is exactly against the fast consuming and fast yeah. consuming and you know if if we would actually care more 
than just you know fulfilling the dry fast and yeah. we wouldn't be excessively consumed yeah because i mean I've, I've got a particular teddy bear in mind and i haven't seen him in about 15 years but i, I i'm i'm happy in the knowledge that he's safe somewhere at my mum's house <laughs> if my mum rang me and said he's gone missing i'd be heartbroken <laughs> alex have you ever had your heart broken by a sports team um no because uh, i support liverpool so <laughs> <laughs> It surprises me that you haven't found that heartbreaking over the last 30 years. Yeah, you know, but it's all worth it in the end, isn't it? (laughs) It was a really slow burn, but it made it better. Um... Klopp is a hero. I think think he he did it. He's got a beautiful um, smile, hasn't he? Oh, he has, yeah. Yeah. Even I love him. Stare at that man. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm kind of not kidding. I I was just going to say, when we were talking about... Um, you mentioned, Carl, about love of sports teams and that mm-hmm. how that was probably a different example to uh, loving your wife or loving an inanimate object, which was an interesting comparison. And um, maybe we should <laughs> tell your wife about that. <laughs> I don't think she listens, um, it's fine. <laughs> but um, no, um, it was just, it made me think of, you know, the ancient Greeks. So I googled this because when I did RS at GCSE, they always tell us to include agape in mm. every essay we mm. did. So there's uh, the eight different types I've got here. Eros or eros, erotic love. Philia mm. is affectionate love. Storge or, uh, yeah, storge is fam- familiar love. Ludus mm. is playful love. Mania is obsessive love. Pragma is enduring love. <laughs> Philousia? Is self-love. Oh yeah, I, know I hope that's right. <laughs> sounds, oh, actually, it does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and agape is the one that we used to talk about all the time in RS, which is selfless love. And okay. made me think, I wonder how many of those the question would actually apply to. Yeah, because I think with agape, with selfless love, if you're loving something selflessly and it hurts you, would it hurt as much as manic love or yeah. philia which is an affectionate love yeah that's so it's really like, interesting jimmy what you were saying your example of wine hurting you is that gonna hurt as much as i don't know your wife leaving you that's probably gonna hurt a little bit more isn't it then um depends if she takes the wine that's depends. True, yeah. yeah it could be a double whammy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if she leaves um, the wine yeah, that is fine. Then it's fine, yeah. is it? So the assumption the assumption is that, that that I would love my wife, say, and the wine equal amount. Way, oh, but no, in different, different ways. ways. Different like, ways. so they yeah. would fall under different categories yeah, on your exactly. list. Yeah. So no amount of wine can make up for, even though you love the wine. Yeah. You can't fill the gap left by. We've probably hit on something there. That's probably true. Yeah. Like if someone leaves you, then you can drink wine, even though you love wine. Yeah. You can't fill the gap left by the love that went because it's just a different yeah. type of love. Type yeah, of love. that's right. And I suppose uh, that's the, I guess that's the mistake some people make as well when they are ho- heartbroken and they try and tr- try to replace the previous person with a new person. Or with wine. Or wine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Another interesting aspect of some types of love at least I thought would be uh, reciprocity. So at least when you are in a loving relationship with a person, you like to think there's a there's a bit of um to and fro there you know it comes and it goes to me um, yeah exactly yeah. yeah but i think that with the love of certain objects you obviously wouldn't have that mm. maybe not at least in the same way but what about the what about the sports teams like when so alex for instance when liverpool won recently mm. do you feel that they were reciprocating the love that you've given them all of these years yeah i felt personally like Klopp had come into my room and just kissed me on the mouth that's how it felt (laughs) and I was like stop stop corona and he was like no it's okay (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) that didn't actually happen by the way I don't want a lawsuit on my hands um but yeah no I didn't Uh, I guess you do I don't know really no I guess not I guess the reciprocity it's more like joining in with their celebration, I guess. Okay. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like they're being... Like... But you do feel like you get something back, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Liverpool's quite famous for its atmosphere, isn't it? The club. So yeah, I guess yeah. uh, the fans 
maybe the fans did help. I don't know. But it's more, I don't, I guess with football teams it's hard because it's like you said, there isn't any, it's like, what do they call it? A parasocial relationship where it's, um, so like with YouTubers, I think this is a parasocial relationship, Mm. is where it feels like a two-way, but it's really only one way. Um, So you feel like the YouTuber is talking to you. Yeah. Um, and you're building up a relationship and you feel like you're friends with them. Obviously, yeah. they don't know you. They probably yeah. will never meet you and they don't know anything about you, but you are at the point where, because they share so much of your life and it feels like almost personally with you, you've got this relationship. And, but then it's almost absurd that these people who don't know you exist could yeah. break your heart. Oh, yeah. I had that the other day. Um, with with a podcast, there's a podcast really? I listen to that I, you know, it's like a comedy podcast. It's just a funny thing, yeah. but then they started saying how um, awful people with beards are. Beards. And how, <laughs> yeah, beards, and like everyone who has That's a beard, terrible. yeah, they're just you know they're hipsters and they're ridiculous. And as a proud beard wearer for many oh, years, no. I just felt completely betrayed. Like I didn't, I didn't know. I had to switch are, it off because I didn't know okay. what to do. Yeah. Like I, I agree with them when they're normally talking about stuff, and then they're just like, That's "Oh, horrible. yeah." They when they but they poke fun at other people, and I'm like, "Yeah, ha ha ha." But then they start, <laughs> you know, they poke fun at West Ham fans, and I'm fine. Yeah, they poke yeah. fun at me, and I was like, "That's just mean." Yeah. Switched it off. I bet so, they can't grow beards themselves. Yeah, I think that was the issue. It. They did. They did go into it in the end. Yeah, I think that was the issue. So, Camilla, to start with, I did love what you said um, about love and it hurting us and all this kind of thing. I just thought, for uh, for a laugh, let's just say everything you've said is complete mince. And <laughs> instead, <laughs> come at it from a different angle where we say, oh, uh, yeah, um, sometimes you love things and, um, and they hurt you. Um, but sometimes you love things and they don't hurt you. Um, and sometimes things you hate hurt you, and sometimes you hate things and they don't hurt you. So maybe there's no causal relationship between hurting and and loving. And I thought that maybe what's happening is just you know when you um you hear you you hear a song on the radio and you were just speaking about it the day before. I think maybe it's this phenomena where. Um, just because it's fresh in your mind. So, you know, when you love something, then it turns out to hurt you. You're like, oh, it's always the case that when I love something, it hurts me. When in actual case, you love all kinds of things. You know, you love the colour green, it's never hurt you. But you mm-hmm. don't, but it's only because sometimes things hurt you when you love them that this, it seems like this is a thing that people say, oh, why do things hurt us yeah. when we love them? It's like, well, they don't necessarily, but they, when they do, it's just more noticeable. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I definitely see what you mean yeah i think i was trying to focus more on on how this excessive use Mm. is hurting us and and love and excessive use is more causally dependent on each other then if i don't like something then i'm not gonna use it as much or i'm gonna avoid using it so there is less probability that it's gonna hurt me true yes yeah, I think we can say that. But at the same time, does if we love something in, in whichever way, does that necessarily mean we're going to use it to excess? And at the same time, does excessive use necessarily mean we'll be hurt? So I'm just trying, I'm just trying to work out, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just trying to ask whether these sort of causal relationships are actually there or whether they're just mm. sometimes there, in which case can we really, you know, hold them together as a theory as to explain yeah. what's going on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, if we use this figure of pharmacon, then basically mm. that that would be the rule. The excessive use is gonna hurt us sooner or later. But if we always gonna use things we love excessively, that's difficult to say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and it, it depends on on the circumstances, really. If we gonna be thrown into the environment when this is favorable like capitalism and excessive consumption, mm-hmm. then we're going to end up buying too much, drinking too much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's many f- going out too much in a way. Like this is all sort of not a coincidence. 
this is how this economy is driven. Yeah. Um, Camilla, when you can I just ask a clarificatory question quickly? When you say pharmacon, is that a mm. um is that a is that a Greek word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So when you, when you first said it, I thought you were referring to like a pharmaceuticals company, like big pharma. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like oh, conservative pharmacologists. Yeah. Right. It's those <laughs> bastards again. Yeah, okay. they're everywhere. No, they rule the world. Okay. So pharmacon's a Greek word that denotes this particular idea. Okay. Fantastic. I'm clearer on that now. But also, I, I was also going to uh, try and defend your idea from from Carl, if I if I may. <laughs> sure. So Carl thought that. Perhaps it's just at the forefront of our minds when we get hurt by something we love and then we think, oh, everything I love ends Mm. up hurting me. But perhaps when we are hurt in such a way, it's at the forefront of our minds, not because it's kind of the hurt is recent, but because of the love. You mean so that it's when something that you love hurts you, then, then the hurt is different. To yeah, the hurt. Types that's, of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm. So there's a, almost a special sort of hurt, right? That derives from the fact that you love the thing that hurt you. Well, that, well, that's what I'm trying to say. Is they're like, okay. it, is it to do with the love? Because okay. for for example, that maybe you could say like with wine, mm. um, the reason you love it is because you get intoxicated, right? You get drunk. Yeah. Like if yeah. if it was just grape juice and you didn't get drunk, no one would ever drink it, right? It doesn't taste very nice. <laughs> So, but then obviously being hungover, which is the hurt in the simplified way of thinking about it, yeah. is obviously related to the intoxication. So in that way, we can say, yeah, there's obviously uh, a connection there between the overconsumption and, and the hurt. But I, I don't think that's true for like lots of things. Or, for example, um, you know, interpersonal relationships. And I don't think it's true of lots of things. Like if, if someone loves uh, celery... Mm. How, how can you have too much celery you know <laughs> yeah, i mean there is no because you love your love of celery is about the flavor yeah, and so you, yeah. you could eat it until it's made you ill possibly but that's not related to its flavor in the same way the intoxication mm. is related to the hangover do you see okay. what i mean so there's a, there is a relationship with wine which i can see yeah. um and then, but then I think there's another question about whether you should love the intoxication or... And some people drink wine because they pretend they like the flavour, right? They, they okay. you know, so there, is, there are different types of wine consumption. Okay, so with, the, with wine, it's a good example of, of this phenomenon because wine is, in fact, harmful. But celery yeah. isn't. Okay. Yeah, well, in a, in a way, yeah, if you, if you have, like, 20 kilos of celery... Yeah. It's gonna hurt you. No, I, like I, nobody's gonna do that. But... Yeah, I mean, I I've yeah. realised that celery is a bad example because isn't celery? It actually takes more calories to digest it than it it provides, oh, yeah. right? So, so, like, so if you just ate celery, then you would die of malnutrition. So that's bad. But say strawberries then, or something like you know, something that is something that's you know, like carrots. Net, yeah, mm. you know, a net zero calorie situation. You know. Or maybe Something just a very low calorific content, okay. so that you know twenty kilos of it would be fine. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I literally can't think of mushrooms, maybe or something. <laughs> mushrooms. I love mushrooms. You can't have too many mushrooms. Can I just clarify? Is it the most, as in most often, or the most, as in most painful? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, I've never even thought of that. Because I feel like sometimes we're talking about it as if it's occurring the most often. And sometimes we're talking about like it's the most painful. Do you know what I mean? I think you're right there. I I, I thought it was the most painful, like That's the most amount well. of hurt. That's what, what I was getting yeah. with as well. Oh, okay, cool. Then we're doing the same thing. Where did I get this most often? Um, so, maybe you're thinking about wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, an interesting exercise would be to think about whether something that you... No, hang on. I'm, I was going to. Ba- I was about to go to a very weird philosophical place. Go on. But I'll say. I'll say it anyway for the for the sake of it. Yeah. So I was about to ask whether um, something which we don't love could hurt us. Of course it can. Go yeah, on. Like get, if it, give me a, one. A knife. Yeah. A if knife. a dude yeah. stabbed me, that would <laughs> yeah, hurt. That would hurt. Yeah. Um, and doesn't it? Okay. Here. We, here we go. Here's the kicker. Oh. Perhaps it. Perhaps it hurts us because we love ourselves. <laughs> Or what do you think about that, Carl? It's triggering yeah. our nerve receptors. Yeah. Although I'd still, I'd still imagine that even if you hate, even if you loathed yourself, getting stabbed may still. It hurt. would hurt more if someone I loved stabbed me. Definitely. Ooh. Mm. 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 
I think I think the, the yeah we yeah you've got to be careful aren't you? because the physical hurt would remain the same, wouldn't it? Do they say though that isn't it like there's some like psychological trauma that can be like triggers pain receptors in your brain as if you have been physically. Um, oh, definitely. I, I'm uh, definitely sure that you can feel a physical pain from emotional yeah. pain. Yeah. Like heartbreak. Yeah. Just, just stress yeah. taking over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You feel like you've been punched in the stomach. Or yeah. Something. There's no yeah. way that they use like heartbreak for like throughout history. It's always been used as like a, a um, descriptive, just yeah. being completely and utterly hurt. It's yeah. like the feeling of pain in your chest. So it must yeah. be. There must be some link. I mean, maybe, so maybe it's the emotional component of love which um, makes people think losing something we love can be so painful. Because I think a lot of people would agree that emotional pain is far worse than physical pain. I mean, it lasts much, it can last a lifetime. Whereas um, having the a stabbing. stubbed toe. Yeah, you can't have stabbing, a, a paracetamol yeah, yeah. when your wife leaves, can you? That's not no. going to... No. It's interesting there, we, we've, we've swapped from hurt to pain. We've just yeah, like like they're the same word. We've just carried yeah, on. Yeah, like this yeah. this is sloppy philosophy. I think this is we've, just, <laughs> we've, we've lost it now. We're just throwing words around. You yeah. Know. Okay. So let's go back. Oh, to so Carl's the original question. Que- the original question was about hurt, and um, you think that should be distinguished from from pain, Carl? Kept separate oh, oh, from pain. Well, only because you get confu- You get it becomes confusing because then we start talking about you know uh, a, a physical sensation, and I, I don't yeah. think I mean. I'm not sure if we're talking about physical sensations. Although, obviously, mm. of course, in the case of wine, mm. it is a physical sensation. Mm. Um, unless you're talking about the betrayal you feel by the wine having yeah. given you a hangover, <laughs> even though you loved it so much you had two bottles last night. <laughs> you know? um, but I don't think that was what was being asked in the question. Well, I might be wrong about that. Now I've, now I've said it out loud, I think maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they are talking about the physical pain. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that the question was generally um, mixing a lot of things, like you know this question: Oh, why does it hurt so much? Mm. Like this is so theatrical, this is so dramatic, this is so out of a movie, isn't it? Right. And then yeah. and then there is also an object in it. Right. Oh, so, so there is this anthropomorphization of all of the objects happening, right? Yeah, right. like things we love and and thinking about the hurt being done by the object. Right. So, of course. Yeah. yeah. When in actual fact, the wine couldn't care less if you drink it all or not. Yeah. 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 It doesn't. It doesn't mean to hurt you. Yeah. As well. I liked what you said in your opinion, where it was like if you drink ten bottles of wine, you said I, the implication I got was that it only hurts you because you've given it the the power to hurt you yeah so you said mm. like you, you hurt yourself yeah basically. exactly <laughs> you <laughs> the object. 10 bottles mate it, no one else yeah. did that and then you said it was like 10 bottles of wine on a shelf just sitting there on the shelf isn't going to do anything obviously unless the shelf like falls on you but um <laughs> yeah um but it just sitting there you just staring at the shelf from a distance looking at these 10 bottles of wine <laughs> um through the shop window perhaps isn't gonna hurt you unless you buy those bottles and yeah. begin drinking them yeah yeah and that there's a question of causality again right like what mm. causes the pain maybe it isn't that coincidental if in the end if it's us that you know we emotionally invest in things so maybe it us causing causing it causing the hurt in the end in terms of mm. relationship with objects and and to be honest in your um I didn't think that your opinion really suggested a strong causal relationship between loving things and and their being able to hurt us. I thought it was more trying to explain the observation that the things we love do sometimes hurt us and give us an idea as to why that happens. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether Carl's setting up a bit of a straw man there. I say it's just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Quite no, I think enough. I was trying to say that the excess hurts us. Yeah. That that was the, the the main message. Yeah, and it seems reasonable to connect that excess to our uh, to our attitude towards the objects, you know, the mm. love. Yeah, thinking now about like a guy, like a religious guy who is maybe questioning his faith and he's really upset because he he you know, he's searching for deeper meaning or he's searching for some sort of deity that he can't mm. find. 
And I, I'm sat here as a kind of nonplussed agnostic person. And it doesn't bother me that God doesn't turn up, you know, that he doesn't speak to me. It, that, that doesn't hurt me at all. Whereas now I'm thinking of a guy, maybe if you were brought up in a certain tradition, that would be really painful, right? And it's only because he loves the idea of a particular God that, that that's hurtful. Whereas because I don't love the idea of a particular God, mm. I am fine with the silence, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think there is something to that, yeah. No, that poses questions about love in general, like mm, to, yeah. to what extent uh, love is something that we experience on, or something that we give to the yeah. world. Maybe if it's something that we experience, then it's not going to hurt us. And I think if you reduce love to just an ascription of value, um, so to love something is to ascribe more value to it than you would if you just liked it. And maybe love is where you ascribe the most value to things then it just makes sense i think that if those things get damaged or you lose them you're gonna take it hard it's gonna oh, be a yeah. hard it's knock. a bigger loss if you yeah. equate something as more significant than something else yeah i'm not, I'm not sure that's the case though is it like i know it's um because we have these facebook buttons now where we go from liking to loving and it's like <laughs> we go up a level yeah. Is, is liking and loving, are they even related that closely? I think I like lots of things. I love very, very few things. I mean, I think um, some people think that, that loving is liking plus an extra special ingredient, and then yeah. they argue over what they're, that ingredient is. Yeah, but they're insane. That's obviously not what it is. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a different thing in kind, isn't it? You don't just say, oh, I, oh really, no. I used to like this thing, but now I love it. It just seems weird. It's, I don't, maybe, I maybe, maybe that's that. okay. Really that's interesting. Yeah. I used to, I used to like uh, beans on toast, but now I properly love it. You know, it's like <laughs> you don't love it, you just like it more. You've got mistaken. You can't oh, love beans on toast. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. That's, that's just that's just people thinking. Oh, I'll just I'll I'll put the liking upper level, yeah. and I need a new word for it. And they can't say like plus. Oh, I like plus it. They have <laughs> to say love and it's that. like. Yeah. So are are you saying that basically we can't love objects? I'd, yeah, maybe the teddy bear. I'll give you the teddy bear. <laughs> Outside of the teddy bear, I'm not sure it's mm. love that we're talking about. But we do say sometimes, oh, I love it. Oh, my God, McDonald's advertisement. Yeah. Right? Oh, I love it. it. Mm, I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, we say, I, I say it about movies. God, I love that movie. I don't love yeah. the movie. I, 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 when I watch it, I enjoy it. I enjoy thinking mm. about it. It's, mm. I don't love it. No. That means you're gonna go back. You're gonna do it again, yeah, and it well, basically implies yeah. you're gonna do it again. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to um, uh, consume it excessively. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, point proven. Yeah, the point where <laughs> your eyes do. fall out. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I also really, really enjoyed your answer. Um, to the point where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to ask because I felt like you'd answered the question very well. Um, so I had a bit of a, I went into a bit of a tizzy, but it's all right. Um, so what have I written? I said, um, your answer very clearly laid out why the things we love can hurt us the most. I was just wondering if we can extrapolate. I think I've used that word correctly. Is that word used correctly? <laughs> why not? Yeah. What do you say it is? Yeah, we yeah, can yeah. extrapolate that and ask if the possibility to be hurt is a necessity for love. So mm. it can't be love without you giving it the power to yeah. hurt you. I love this idea. Mm. You love it, do you, Jimmy? Yeah. yeah I love that idea, yeah. Wow, I'm totally not on board with it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm, 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 like, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Because in a way, we already spoke about how, okay, if I love someone, it's going to hurt me way more if someone I don't care about is going to do something to me. But, mm. you know, I just don't like this idea of, oh, I have to suffer in the name of love. Yeah, mm. I agree. I don't like it either. <laughs> Isn't it more about the possibility? That's right. It's, I, it's the potential for hurt, but it's not actual hurt. There's yeah. like, yeah. what we were talking about before, the, type, the, like, the types of love, the selfless love. I don't think you are ascribing. Is that the right word? Uh, <laughs> more, <laughs> more. I, I should really look source. up these words before I use them. <laughs> um, ascribing like more power to for them to hurt you. If it's selfless, I feel like you've already given up that sort of like 
well, what happens happens. I'm loving this person because I love them. There yeah. isn't this expectation, I guess, that they're not going to hurt you. So I think, but I think that's one of like probably the purest forms of love is selfless love, isn't yeah. it? Where you're just loving mm. someone for the sake of loving them. I'd say it's rare. I'd say that's a rare yeah, form, form rare. of love. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that love like requires some sort of vulnerability. Now I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's for sure. So I see in a way that there is this possibility to be hurt because we make ourselves more vulnerable. But I don't like the idea that I should expect that sooner or later, if I'm in love, I, I'm gonna get hurt. Mm. So I don't like this think this idea of possibility of being hurt by love that i should sort of expect it but isn't the like that that whole sort of hollywood and i i too i agree i hate this kind of this melodrama that's created around the, the hollywood idea of love yeah but but doesn't it come from the fact that uh, like lives end so you might be married and you know you love each other and it's great and there's no drama and you just carry on loving each other for x number of years but eventually you're both gonna die, and so there's always that tragedy waiting, isn't that the? Hmm. You know, that you're always gonna be. I mean, you know, everybody ends up on their own, regardless. Everyone dies on their own, you know. Um, isn't so, that the? I feel like so I've really bummed the room now. Like, yeah, like, oh, God, I'm really sad. Now. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I'm just trying to say, like, isn't that where the idea comes from? That like, okay, we, we you know, you speed it up for melodrama. In a, in a Hollywood movie or something, and you introduce yeah. time travel to make it, you know, sell to kids. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, you know, it's the, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's the, the fact that these things have to end because everything ends. And so yeah. if it ends, then you're going to experience the loss then. So yeah. there's, there's always that tragedy waiting because yeah. life ends, you know, so. Mm -hmm. well, but then if you're on your own, you're still gonna die on your own, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, no. in a way, this tragedy is there, either you're in love or not. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 But maybe it's that, that absence of this this other thing, you know, whether it's a person or, or wine, you know, eventually, mm -hmm. you know. Although I think you'd have to be a pretty shallow person to think the worst <laughs> thing about being dead is I won't be able to drink wine anymore. Just but, um, um... Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I think Alex is really onto something with this idea. I can't imagine myself being able to love something and if it was lost, not feeling hurt. So I would almost say that if you could lose something and not feel any hurt, then you never loved it to begin yeah. with. Oh, I don't, now I'm I agreeing think, with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Alex is right. I think there's. I think there's. It's necessary. But what happened? Isn't it a song lyric? Uh, if you love something, uh, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It might be. Is that? Is that? Um, it is. Bar it Barbara is. Streisand. I don't know where it comes from, but I it, it seems. Like pan panic at the disco or something. Right. You know. <laughs> if, I'm sure it's been recycled. If you love yeah. it, let it go. Right. If you let, like the, mm. the selfless love. That's that's love, right? Mm. But you're still gonna feel some pain aren't you i mean they're not saying if you love it let it go because you'll be fine because like, you'll be fine right yeah of course there's yeah. no issue yeah i think you're yeah now i think yeah alex is back on my team now this is what when i go really <laughs> quiet i'm like hang on a minute i've got to do some thinking yeah so camilla do you, do you think you can love something and even if it was lost not feel any hurt no, I, I would be hurt. I would be hurt. I just, I, I was just thinking, <laughs> I would be, of course. I, mean, I was just thinking more like, you know, of of this, okay, this is attack on Christianity. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> but I, I don't, don't like um, the idea of love being a sufferer okay. and, and the doom and... Ah, and sort okay. of, yeah. yeah, that, oh, I love God. So now I've got to suffer. Yeah. Or Jesus loved people, so he's gonna put himself on a cross to prove it. Like in a way, I don't like the strong relationship between yeah. suffering and love, and yeah. I sort of maybe see it more for like feminist way. Like in the end, very often it's used for a woman to sacrifice herself for the sake of family because she's doing it in the name of love, and I don't like suffering being justified in the name of love so i was just thinking more okay. in this way but definitely if i lo <laughs> lost yeah. my loved one i'm gonna be in pieces 
I feel like yeah. crying now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I apologize. No. Yeah. Was it worth yeah. it, James? No, it's like, oh, yeah, so I kind of get that. I, I feel that if you love something, you shouldn't have to suffer for it. Yeah. But yeah, I still think yeah, I still think that if it if you if you lose it, you're gonna yeah, feel I something. Think, I think you're right. I think you're both where you don't have to suffer to love something. Yeah. But it is mm-hmm. a necessity that if something Potential. happened to yeah. lose that meant you would lose the love yeah. then you would suffer. Um uh, does it not take us back to Carl's question about causality? And can we say, mm. okay, there is this possibility of being hurt always, right? Mm. It, it doesn't require a love relationship. Okay, it's gonna hurt us more if we love it. But anything we do in life sort of has a possibility of hurting us. Mm. Oh. Well, maybe that's because everything we do is ultimately out of love for this or that or something else. But I think maybe so. So Carl, if I'm right, was questioning the the causal relationship between being hurt and loving something that's right Um, yeah which i think i mean i i I kind of agree with you there but uh, but maybe the causal relationship like we've said is actually just between love and the potential for it to hurt you that seems like a loose that seems like a weaker requirement i'm 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 now thinking about like uh food i'm thinking back to objects and i'm thinking okay so let's take strawberries if, the, if if strawberries are taken away tomorrow, do I feel hurt? Because I can still remember strawberries, and that's mm. probably good enough, isn't it? I don't but need do to eat love... strawberry. Oh, you God. Love them? Yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah, I love them. <laughs> do you not love strawberries? I thought everyone did. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they're good. <laughs> but you... They're good. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. I don't like them. I love them. I love them. <laughs> okay. Because you, you said earlier on about how if you said that you loved a film... That's yeah. not really what you meant. You just yeah. meant that you liked it a lot. But <laughs> in the case of strawberries, you actually stra- love it. Yeah. Is that what I'm, you're saying? I'm kind of a food guy. I'm not really a movie guy. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying that if, if, if they went extinct or whatever tomorrow... No, you Carl, wouldn't... if you became allergic to strawberries as well... There you go. That's a good Okay. One. Okay. Definitely um, allergic. Would so that they're hurt? still there in the world. Other people can eat them. Yeah. Okay. And I just Specifically... It will kill you if you eat those strawberries. Yeah. You see, that did happen to me, not with strawberries, but with um, seafood. Oh, oh, I no. loved seafood. Okay. And then one time it made me ill, I can't touch it. Any. I, can't, I can't go in the same room as it now. That does annoy me. I am hurt yeah. by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that does annoy yeah. me. Suffering. Yeah. But surely okay. the, the pain... I, I retract the strawberry thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm just I'm mortified now. I'm absolutely... Yeah. No, so I would miss the strawberries. Yeah. So you still don't go near seafood? <laughs> To this day, I can't. No, it, it, it makes me really ill. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the so the I, pain of being ill outweighs the pain of not eating seafood anymore. It's not really pain. I mean, it, it's it's a physical impossibility. Like I once got very like physically ill, like yeah. outwardly ill, yeah. um, because it <laughs> exploded. Yeah, because a guy had uh, fouille de mer on the table next to me in a restaurant. No it was way. just like the what, the ne- water vapors. Yeah, just yeah. the vapors wow. of it just made me ill. So I have to be really careful. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's horrible. I think that this is a case in point. Mm. I think that you loved seafood, you can't have yeah. it anymore, and the fact that it hurts so much means that, yeah, it's confirmed. Your love yeah. is confirmed. Well, you, you're saying the projectile vomiting is related <laughs> to my <laughs> previous love for the food. <laughs> um, uh, because, I, no, no, it's not, you know. I just, I miss it more. I might be allergic to all kinds of things. But yeah. I don't know because I don't eat them. You know, this has just reminded me of um, a scene from The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Have you seen that film? I haven't. Anyone? It's a great yeah. film. With Brad Pitt. I think. Yeah. There's a point at which he asks someone, like a matriarchal figure, why people have to die. And she responds by saying, how else would we know how much they meant to us? Oh. And I don't know why, but that's always kind of stuck with me a little bit. So I can't. Maybe uh, when we lose something, that's it's only when we lose something when we know whether we loved it or not. It's the yeah. loss, yeah. It's the loss. It's yeah. the fact that you won't get to keep experiencing yeah. it. That's what they yeah. say. Is like mourning is a really selfish thing if you think about it, because you're actually mourning what you yourself have lost yeah. from that yeah. person. Obviously, like mourning, um, it's not a bad thing. It's just the idea that 
you yeah. you're sad because you know that well maybe yeah. you can't go out to dinner with that person anymore you can't ring them yeah. up anymore you yeah. won't be able to grow old with them anymore that's what you're sad about is the loss mm. of what you could have had yeah it's uh, another lyric oh, is yeah. it <laughs> which uh, which uh, th- i know this one this is john lennon you don't know what you've got until you lose it yeah and that's, I mean, that's a trope as well. Like you hear that in every other mm. song. And I think, I think it's, it's, good... no, it's nonsense, though, isn't it? You do know, <laughs> you know. I don't need to become allergic to strawberries to know how much I love them. I love them. I mean, I've established that. But maybe that's only <laughs> yeah. through kind of like hypothetical thinking. What if I did lose them? I don't know. You, you know, people get married and they they love their spouses. So they didn't have to break up for a bit to test it first, did they? Maybe in their imaginations, you know, maybe they thought, <laughs> oh, that would be so oh. dreadful if we broke Actually, up. Actually, true. Yeah, we probably yeah. do do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't nice. imagine my life without you. That yeah, maybe. Say, yeah, that's another cliche, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is fertile ground for cliches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. <laughs> but I think they're all, they're all pointing to the, same, to the same idea, I think, that love requires some appreciation of what it would be to lose the loved yeah, object. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Mm. Yeah, I agree with Alex you now. Alex is back on Team James. I'm back JB. on Team James, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because this is my question and I myself did not... And you were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I pushed you into this. You've convinced me, yeah. All right, I'm gonna say I agree with your question, but I wish that wouldn't be a case. Yeah, yeah. I think I. Also oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with Camilla. Yeah. I, mm. I, I can't squeeze my way out of it. Yeah. But I, I am disgusted by the melodramatic turn that love has taken in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so if it wasn't the case, if your wish came true, mm. don't you think life would be somewhat impoverished? What if we didn't have to suffer for love? Yeah, yeah, well, I would. I'm gonna say um, I, I didn't say that there will be no suffering at all. People mm. are still gonna die, let's say, but mm. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be as painful. That can break your heart. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's getting sad again. Yeah, now. it's really sad. I'm thinking about death now. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Literally staring at. I've got the something in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode of Armchair Opinions. Thank you so much for listening and thank you, Camilla, for joining us. Be sure to subscribe, thank you, and rate us on Apple Podcasts, five stars only, and find us on our website, armchairopinions.org, where you can send in questions for the armchair philosophers. Join us next time when we will be inspecting an opinion about why we enjoy watching scary movies. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Oh, Felaucia?